Welcome to episode 93 of Crack the Customer Code. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And by the way, I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the Emperor of Engagement, my buddy, Adam Toporek. Oh, I like that title. I'm keeping that one, too. I'm gonna, <laughs> my shirt, my business card is going to be so overloaded with titles from you. <laughs> I don't really know how they're all going to fit. It's going to be, it's going to look like a disclaimer, the fine print. It's going to be so small. <laughs> it's going to be good though. I mean, you've been, you've been a lot of things. <laughs> I've been a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> I, I, that can be taken many ways. I'm afraid. What? <laughs> I know. Well, the emperor of engagement is obviously very topically oriented because we are talking about employee engagement. We are. And I don't think it's terribly surprising, but employee engagement was just as bad in 2015 as it was in 2014. So, yay for no progress. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that, here's where I start ripping apart the study right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting. So this was a Gallup research study, and it was a national study across a lot of different organizations. So the questions that would come, what does engagement mean? What does mm -hmm. transparency mean? What does love mean? We've covered all this recently, <laughs> and it's very similar. Engagement's a little, obviously, a little more easy to pin down, uh, mm -hmm. but it does mean different things to different people, and more importantly, in this context, different things to different organizations. Right, and that's an important point, is that the way engagement is measured sometimes does not always take into account the same thing, so that what you think is fulfilling work and satisfactory might not be what you associate with being engaged. Um, however, we can take from this that the majority of U.S. workers are not engaged. And that's really the takeaway from that study was even if you're being kind of loose with the definition, if somebody's really admitting to you, I don't feel fulfilled in my work. I don't feel like there's a place for me to move up in this organization. I don't feel like I'm connected to the ultimate experience that we're delivering to our customers or any of those things, I think that's that's a pretty good definition for not engaged. I think that's a pretty good definition for here's the uh, competitor's business card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> recruiters. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you also get into, of course, so let's talk about engagement because the source of engagement, the reasons for why an employee may or may not be engaged are multivariate to say the least. Yes. And of course, sometimes it's the company, sometimes it's the organization and the management. It may just be not even the organization, that department. You can have Starbucks, which you would consider, I think, at least for, as far as I know, I don't mm -hmm. know the data, but would consider a pretty engaged organization. So you could absolutely have a bad store in the chain. Absolutely. Well, we've right? talked about that, right? We've yeah. talked about having a bad manager who yells at customers. <laughs> um, and I think it's also about the fact that it's it somewhat falls into the same trap sometimes as customer experience where, you know, companies put up like a banner in the lobby and say, we want to be customer centric. And then they check it off their list. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> yes, we are because we put up a banner. And the same thing can happen with employee engagement where they send out a survey and then they get the results and they go, oh, well, we sent out the survey. So we're good. Like we, we checked the box on employee engagement. And there's a lot of I think not confusion isn't the right word, but there's a lot of 
sometimes patting themselves on the back for, yes, we achieved this, when really they're just paying attention or mentioning it. Um, And I think employees start sensing that and seeing those patterns and become less and less engaged the more that they see that, yes, they're being surveyed, but nothing's being done with that feedback. Nothing's changing in their environment, and they're not any more engaged than they were before they took the survey because nothing's done. Right, and I think the the catch is it really it varies so much. It, it's the hardest thing when talking about this topic, and not all jobs are great, mm-hmm. and that's a reality. I mean, the reality is what level of engagement should you realistically expect from a toll booth taker? Right. I mean, how do you measure the engagement of that job? It's boring. It's monotonous. I don't think it's anyone's dream job unless they just get to read or whatever. It's a slow toll booth. I mean, it really is. And it's not, you know, there are some jobs that just aren't great jobs. And they're jobs people do to engage with their family, not to engage with their work. Um, Not, it's, you know, it's not the director of creative fun at Google. Right. You know, and so how do you measure engagement? Across the world, across, you know, this is an industry, uh, not an industry, this is an ec- economy-wide study. You know, this is across mm-hmm. industries. And how do you measure that when you have such a wide variety of jobs and situations and companies? It's really interesting. I, I don't know that I take a lot of meaning from whether it went up or down much because I think that could just – there's a, there's got to be a lot of uh, sort of bias in the testing there. But I would say you can definitely take something away from the lack of engagement – you just have to know, I think you have to drill down deeper. You have to go, okay, in this industry, in this company, mm-hmm. obviously, to really be useful, but in this industry, are people engaged? What is an engagement level for a construction crew? They're very engaged, actually. Well, I, should, I should have said road construction. So, so a road yeah. construction crew, right? Well, and uh, I, I think it is about, you know, what does it mean for your business and what does it mean for your employees? And one of the things that I came across was how, uh, and I actually blogged about this, was toxic workers are found to have a more negative impact on your revenue than superstar employees do, who even, you know, they bring in money for you because they're productive and they're engaged and people like them, but toxic workers actually take away twice as much. (laughs) And that's because they, I think there is a poison to it. If somebody is really disengaged and they really don't want to be there, they start poisoning the entire culture. And so that's what you have to ask yourself. Maybe the toll booth worker that you're talking about is isolated. And so that's why they're not engaged, but they're not really doing any damage. I think if you look at other environments, if you have one toxic person, they can be poisoned to to your entire organization. So it's really important to at least monitor, even if you're not doing surveys or measuring it in this more concrete way, but at least monitor our my, you know, teammates here, are they engaged with me? Are they paying attention? Are they willing to go the extra mile? Are they good with people? Are they good with customers? All of those ways that we can, as human beings, look at each other and go, oh, you you seem like you want to be here. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> well, that's the other source of engagement. You know, most articles about engagement are written about the leadership and the company and what they're doing. They're failing to not engage their employees and to create a culture where there's no engagement. And that is true. And that happens. And that's obviously a huge part of it. However, there is the other part, which is some employees can't be engaged. Mm -hmm. Not every employee, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't save them all. You really can't, you cannot engage them all. Anybody who tells you you can is selling you something and 
yep. come to us. We'll sell you something that worked because <laughs> it. I mean, it's true. You just can't do it. But you can definitely do a lot more than most of us experience when we're out in the world living life in the economy and shopping and interacting and eating and what mm-hmm. we see every day. I mean, it, there's so much opportunity there. It's amazing, and it's really interesting when you go. We're going to go back to the toll board. We're going to solve toll board booth workers. <laughs> it's interesting in that one because you're right; they don't do damage to the company because the company's a monopoly, and mm-hmm. they own the road and whatever. And that's going to, you know, it is. But they actually do damage. I mean, they ruin people's days, or they. Sure. I won't say they ruin them, but in some cases, I can if they're truly yeah. rude and whatever. I mean, they impact people's days, so they do damage. They just don't do economic damage to the entity that employs them, so they will continue. Right. Well, and if they're outwardly hostile and if they're not treating customers well, then they're absolutely doing damage. Uh, But I think it is like you really have to think about, okay, how do we want people to be engaged? What's important? This all goes back to values. This all goes back to your mission. This all goes back to hiring. And I think a lot of times people want to pull the thread of customer experience and say, oh, it's just this. You just have to measure and have, you know, NPS scores and all of that. And really... If you are not paying attention to how you're hiring people and who you're hiring and how you're keeping them engaged, then you can kiss all of those numbers goodbye. Because the, I, my personal belief, depending on what study you look at, the, the number one driver for customer experience is all about employee engagement. If you don't have employees who care, then you do not have customers who will love you. And I think that's what we're talking about here. And that's why it's so important. Absolutely agree. And it's, when you look at delivering an experience of forget the toll booth and all that kind of stuff, when you look at the uh, industries we usually talk about and delivering an experience, yeah, you're either engaged or you're not, or you either know how to fake it or you're not, you know, one of the two. <laughs> but seriously, because you can only fake it for so long, and that's really the point. Right. You really will not be a good long-term employee unless you value what you're doing, believe in what you're doing, and are willing to bring that energy and enthusiasm and to your job. And you talk about toxic workers. It's interesting. I'd never heard that statistic you quoted until you know we prepared this episode. But obviously, coming from retail, I've had a share of toxic workers or two mm-hmm. in my day. And I'm surprised it's only two times as much. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a negativity bias. People are attracted to negativity. Mm-hmm. People are uh, more scared of negativity and they, they follow negativity more. So it's interesting if somebody's up in the break room going, Hey, the world is great. How many people flock to that person? Mm-hmm. Person's back there going, Oh God, everything sucks. And <laughs> you know, uh, they, they really, they can, they can turn a culture. If you mm-hmm. have good leadership, that's your biggest risk. Now the biggest risk is leadership. Mm-hmm. If you have a bad manager or a bad leader or CEO, anything, forget it. Nobody will be engaged. But right. if you have that, the next layer is those toxic people. Oh, uh, I totally agree. On the human level, you know? Well, and I think uh, I think it was in Jack Welsh's book about um, leadership. He mentioned how a lot of toxic people are very good at their jobs, and they're, it's still not worth it. And I, told, when I, I remember reading that, how much it stuck with me, because we were kind of in a moment where we had somebody who we were kind of like, I don't know, they're really good, but... They were just way too negative. And so it got to a point where it was like, this is not worth it. You know, you end up managing the one toxic person because you're just trying to diminish the damage that they can do instead of really having an engaged group that is all, you know, going towards the common goal. And I I totally am a believer that if you do not get the right people in the right places, then forget everything else. Forget, forget 
process, forget, you know, NPS, forget all of that. If you don't have the right people, then that's it. Well, I have the right person on the other side of the microphone for me, and that's what matters. <laughs> what a nice way to end. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode 93 of Crack the Customer Code, brought to you by 360 Connects. Do you know your customer experience mission? We help our customers create fewer ruined days for their customers by creating workshops to help them find their own missions and deliver more. Find out more about our half-day declarity workshops at 360connects.com slash speaking. That's 360-C-O-N-N-E-X-T.com slash speaking. And I'm Adam Tapour. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. And if you call us, we will engage with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeannie Walters. Don't forget to engage with us. Subscribe and review us on iTunes. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.